Welcome to Divine Downloads, the show where you get both the spiritual and practical tips to help you live your best life. I'm your host and spiritual mentor, Cassandra Bodzak, and today I have an episode that I literally don't think there's a soul out there that doesn't need right now, especially. We're going to talk all about how to help heal and move through your anxiety with food. And I have one of my dearest girlfriends on, Leanna Werner Gray, who is the author of the new book, Anxiety Free with Food. Um, She's also the author of The Earth Diet and Cancer Free with Food. Um, Leanna is the person that I go to when I have questions (laughs) about my health, when I have questions about food. She is just, you're you're just gonna fall in love with her. Uh, She's incredible. But I'm super excited to have you on Liana today because I think this topic is just like incredibly important right now. Yay, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so happy to talk anxiety and talk about which foods cause anxiety. And I think a lot of people aren't aware that some foods are anxiogenic in nature. So they just cause anxiety immediately. They trigger immediate anxiety. I was blown away when I read that. I was like, oh my God. Um, I knew it's so funny because from like my eat with intention past, I always thought of, I've always been, I'll say, I want to hear your anxiety too, but um, my listeners definitely know and people that have done my programs, I'm very open about the fact that I've danced with anxiety forever. Um, And I think a lot of that was probably because of childhood stuff and all, you know, whatnot, but anxiety is something that I've always danced with and I've used food um in ways to help balance it and soothe it but what i really love about your book is that i think anxiety is a topic that we can so easily put on ourselves right we can so easily say like oh something's wrong with me or you know why why am i this way what's you know am i not doing my spiritual work good enough am i not doing this well enough in my life am i not just cut out to handle you know my job like we can make it like all these kind of self berating things and this book i was just like this is i think a godsend because this book really shows like hey there's actually you know biological reasons why we feel anxiety And therefore, there are supplements and there are foods and there are things we can do that actually treats anxiety as a, a, you know, chemical imbalance of sorts or a nutritional deficiency. Um, And I just love that you did it. So, so I guess my first question for you is, you know, where, what's your relationship with anxiety? What kind of brought you to this? And what, you know, at what point during your journey, and I know you have a long history with food and using food as medicine, but I'm curious at one point in your journey, did you ask yourself, wait, is this something with me or is this just something that might be with my body? Yeah, so I, this was after the earth diet and all of that healing and transformation, which I write about in my first books. And so for those of you that don't know, I healed a gulp sized tumor in my lymphatic system with food. And I also had chronic fatigue and digestive system wasn't working and addiction to sugar and junk food. That was the hardest. That was the worst part of it. That was even worse than the tumor itself. So after healing all of that, I was experiencing anxiety and I thought, is, is this mental, emotional, spiritual, or is it physical? And I thought, you know, I'm doing a lot of work in the spiritual realm and 
the emotional and mental realm, healing a lot of traumas, you know, from my past, all of the, those things. That's when I thought it was biological. And I thought, okay, this could be a chemistry thing and this could be something in my brain. And I thought, I really hope it is purely biological because that would make my life so much easier. If I know it's not me or something's wrong with me. And that's the thing. A lot of people think like, I'm just crazy. Something's wrong with me. I have anxiety. No, it could be purely physical. And so the easiest way to test that is a blood test. So I went and did a blood test and sure enough, I was deficient in omega-3 fatty acids. And this is one of the things that if we're deficient in that we will have anxiety. And so then I went down the rabbit hole of researching all the other deficiencies that we might have that cause anxiety. And there's things like protein, aminos, definitely omega-3 fatty acids. If we're deficient in vitamin D, magnesium, and iron, we researchers say we will have anxiety. And so I think this gives so many people a lot of relief because then they can be like, oh, okay, maybe it's just purely as physical. So I definitely would suggest also getting a blood test done and a nutrition panel to see. And so I was able to fix that really quickly. So I started to take fish oil supplements and I started to eat more wild fish, eat more chia seeds, hemp seeds, avocado. And within three days, I felt so different. My brain felt more focused and whole. It felt I felt more calm, but energized at the same time. And I also felt more like I was ready for combat. I was ready for stress because the thing is when our brain is properly nourished, it's a natural adaptogen. So we can naturally handle all the stress that comes at us when we have that cognitive health. And so after that, after those three days, I was like, wow, this is the next thing I want to write about. This is just fascinating. And so started to really go into a lot of research, find out more causes, like more nutritional causes for anxiety. And that's when I came across learning about anxiogenic foods versus anxiolytic foods. And I couldn't believe it that there are actually foods proven by science to cause anxiety and then foods that are causing to reduce anxiety. It's crazy to me when I, when I first got the book and I was reading this, I might, and it's so funny because for me, I, I think of myself as probably in like the top percentage, <laughs> the top, I don't know, 20, 10% of people that like read about food stuff and like know about food stuff. And I was like, how have I never come across this before? And how is this not more mainstream right and it's like I know like I'm just like so grateful that you wrote this book and I really think this book is going to change so many lives especially like during this current climate where even people that maybe weren't dealing with anxiety before are dealing with anxiety now and the you know there's so much talk about and you you know in the book obviously do you say like you know if you need to seek out you know, other supplementation or going to a, a psychiatrist or doctor to, to do that, then of course, like take care of yourself. But to me, I feel like this should be like the first step, right? Like let's first just see, like you said, like best case scenario, I get to heal this with food, right? Let me work through this. So let's talk about, I think first and foremost, what are these foods that cause anxiety? Yeah, that is a good place to start. So people can really focus on like removing those from their diet. So in the book, I have a top list of anxiogenic foods. And number one is refined sugar. 
So white sugar, corn syrup, so highly refined, highly processed sugar. So that's something that we can definitely probably all agree that we need to cut out and hopefully we can get rid of that in our food system. I mean, that would just be a dream come true. So sugar immediately makes us stressed because it, our nervous system, it triggers our nervous system. It's also proven neurotoxic. So the brain just doesn't handle it very well. It's just fires off all these crazy nervous um, neurons and it makes us feel anxious immediately. And it's said to also reduce our immune system for up to eight hours after just having a couple of tablespoons of white sugar which is crazy and we can't afford to have our immune system compromised at this point. And also having a weakened immune system is another cause for anxiety. So definitely refined sugar, but the good news is we can focus on eating natural sugars that come straight from earth, straight from nature. So we can have fruits in their whole state, dates, honey, maple syrup, monk fruits, stevia as well, and coconut sugar. So there's a lot so of what, what about sorry what about because I just know that this is something people are, like this is such like the sugar debate about you know what in let's say like what they would call maybe a more high glycemic fruit like a pineapple right mm-hmm. um, what about the sugar in a pineapple allows you to allows your brain and your body to process it because I feel like there's a lot of talk right now. Well, there has been for years right now since the the quitting sugar uh, kind of revolution, which I think overall is an amazing thing and a very good thing, right? But a lot of fruit got kind of thrown out with the bathwater in that. And so, yeah, can you just explain how the body like receives, the body receives that differently than let's say sugar from a cookie? Yes, so, so different. And so, you know, some people say all sugar is sugar, and that's not true. It's just absolutely cannot be true. If you take a tablespoon of sugar from pineapple juice and a tablespoon of white sugar, the body reacts very differently. Fruit from or sugar from fruit is not proven to be neurotoxic. It's not, whereas refined sugar is proven to be neurotoxic. However, if some people have certain health issues, they might be very sensitive. And as soon as they have a piece of fruit, for example, they might get triggered and it might throw off their IBS or their leaky gut or candida or anxiety. But if someone is in a in a different state, and this is where the bio-individuality really comes into play. If someone is healthy and they have a piece of fruit, that's a really good source of natural sugars. And also our body needs glucose. Our body needs sugar to survive. The brain needs sugar. The brain needs some carbs. It needs some sugars, some natural sugars. That is healthy and natural and in balance. But the other sugars are proven to be neurotoxic. And that's that's the issue. So the body does digest them completely different. So when we eat fruit, And again, some people will be like, well, I can't eat any fruit because I have candida or something like this. Yeah, I get that. So that, that means you're in a healing state. You're in a different state. But a healthy person or someone who's maintaining should be able to have a piece of fruit. And that's their source of sweetness and would never need to rely on something like white sugar or corn syrup. And the it just completely metabolizes completely different. Sugar from fruit is in a more whole state and it also can help heal people as well oh, yeah. versus Actually, white sugar. Just is, like so healing. 
Um, and and I think it's also because it's you you talk about the power of antioxidants, right? And there's so many antioxidants in lots of different fruits, and there's so many different vitamins that you're getting in the fruits, along yes. with the natural fruit sugars that are coming from those. Um, Good point. You know, I think well, it, the vitamins, vitamin C, you get a lot of antioxidants. You don't get that from white sugar. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, so I'm glad that you, because that's like a big thing. It, it makes me so sad when I see people not eating fruit. Um, me and, too. But I do think we'll come back. I want you to get through some of these anxiety producing foods. So people kind of know, I think the best way to start would be probably you know, eliminating these, and then we'll talk about the best foods you can eat for anxiety. Um, but I also do want to talk a little bit about this bio-individuality, bio, yeah, bio-individuality, which is really the idea, just so you guys know when she's mentioning it, and I will we'll make you get into this a little bit at the end, but um, it's really the idea that every body is different, right? So we're, we're saying in general, this is what science shows, this is foods that produce anxiety in general. These are foods that should be helpful in general. And then all that given is that each and every one of our bodies is in a unique state, right? And so, you know, I'm going to ask Liana at the end, I won't interrupt her right now through these things, but I'm going to ask her to help you give you guys some tips on how to explore your own bio-individuality within these contexts to kind of figure out what what's right for you. But let, let, let us know what's the second most anxiety producing food item. The bad fats, so the trans fats. So those fats are found in fried foods or fast foods. And these are fats from oils that have been highly processed. So not talking about avocados or coconut oil, or olive oil, highly refined vegetable oils that are genetically modified. Um, trans fats are extremely toxic for the brain, neurotoxic, and there are some really scary studies. It, Mark Hyman also talks about it on his blog, on his website, that there are certain studies that show that people who eat more trans fats, like fried food, fast foods, have more aggression, and it's even linked to more murder, more murders, which sounds really extreme, but it's you know, it's, it's the truth. And the food industry also needs to, to realize these things. But that's also, I think that once again, it goes to show us how much food has an impact on our mental health. And yes. I think, you know, being someone kind of now, it's funny because I started in food and now I'm more on the spirituality side of the work I do with clients. It's, so interesting how let's say someone was you know getting a fast food lunch every day you know on their way to work or whatever uh and notices that all of a sudden they're snapping at their kids more or they're getting angrier they're more frustrated at their job or their husband or whatever is going on yeah. so often you know let's say that kind of person might come to me and be like I need to heal something around this, right? Like clearly this anger is coming up because of something else, right? Or they, or once again, they beat themselves up about it, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, like, like something's wrong with me. Like I'm not a good mom or I'm not a good partner or whatever because I'm getting angry. And I just think it's like, oh my God, let's look at the food, right? Because what you're putting into your body 
is so is like you know i think the first line of defense so to speak or the first line of protection we can have for like our health mm-hmm. it really is yeah food makes our mood it really does and that's why sometimes we feel more on edge than other times if we feel like chaotic and we feel weak and we feel like if something stressful comes we're just going to break oftentimes that is because our nervous system is is on edge and then all of a sudden something happens and we just click and we're just like ah going crazy and emotional and you know it messes with women's hormones especially a lot too so that's why eating a lot of these anxiolytic foods these very grounding calming but also very energizing foods will help us stay really strong and it kind of like is our shield it's you know it's our warrior shield of when stress comes we can be like oh okay we can deal with that i can deal with that deal with that deal with that so we don't have to turn it into like this this rage or this upset yeah so trans fats definitely can cause more aggression so no fast food no fried fast food so and and as far as trans fats go what kind of trans fats uh, that people would have maybe lurking around their house would probably be something mm. like a margarine. Am I right with that or wrong? Margarine, yes, margarine, and also it it'll be in cakes, cookies, breads. Which um, you're already not having because of the refined. <laughs> you're not having those anymore because of the refined sugar. And this also goes to, um, you know, I know me and Anna are also both big advocates of this. It's like. You know, one of the things I think uh, we've we've uh, agreed on, we agree on a lot, and it's very similar in our approach to things, is that it's not about like you can never have a cookie again. It's about hey, like we and and Liana has some awesome recipes in this book, you know, and and any of the recipes for me with intention, I would follow. I think under Liana's parameters as well too, because or her Earth Diet book as well, because it's like. You can have a cookie, but if you make your own cookie, right, and you're making it with coconut oil, you know, and you're putting in, you know, almond flour or, or you know, walnut flour or tiger nut flour or whatever it is, right, and you get some great, like, stevia sweet and chocolate chips, you know, then you can have that great cookie and you know you can feel confident that everything in there is is good is good for your body, right? Yes, and very nourishing. And this is this is called replacement therapy, and it is so effective. And I really think it's the only way to help people cross that bridge or want to be able to give up processed foods. Because for five years, you know, I was living in addiction to junk food and fast foods and processed foods because I didn't know, like, I didn't know how to eat all my favorite foods in a healthier way. And I didn't know that you could eat chocolate and fries and cookies and chicken nuggets and burgers and all the foods that we love in a healthy, nourishing way. And so when people learn this and the, the patients that I work with, they are, they're just blown away. They're like, oh, okay, so you're not telling me I can't ever have sugar again. You're just saying I can't have white sugar, but I can have cookies with coconut sugar and I can have gummy bears, like smart sweets. I mean, it's just a whole new, very exciting way of way of, of living for sure. Cause you're not like just saying, okay, you can never have fast food again, make your own fast food at home or get healthier types of fast food. Like in New York city, we have bear burger, which is awesome. They use non-GMO oils. So getting really creative with things like that. Yeah. And Leanna talks about this all in the book too. She shares about kind of the it's the um, 
better and then best <laughs> level. So it's like, okay, if, you know, instead of eating at McDonald's, like the step up would be going to like a bear burger, right? A, a, a still a chain, but one that, you know, uses organic, uses non-GMO stuff, that you can trust the materials that they're using. And then obviously the best would be you make it at home, right? Um, yeah. But I like that you have that in the book. She she gives examples for a ton of different cravings <laughs> that you could have and what the better and best version is so that you have options. And I think it's progress over perfection. It's like if you start off just doing everything in the, you know, the better version, right, then slowly you'll feel more comfortable and upgrade to best. And it's about, um, yeah, it's not about deprivation. But anyway, I'm going to need to stop interrupting you because I keep on getting excited. I'm just going to let you finish sharing the list of other foods. Uh, no, the, that's great. Yeah, the upgrade concept is great. And a lot of people start reading the book at that chapter with the upgrade mindset. So because that's really all you need is the mindset. Once you have the mindset, you can navigate with your food choices always. Um, so number three is chemicals that are hidden in in foods as ingredients. and you know, I feel strange calling some of these foods foods because they're not actual foods. Some of them don't come from nature. They never come from, they've never come from nature. They come purely from a lab, someone's creation. They're purely chemicals. So I'm talking about additives, preservatives, fillers, coloring, flavors, um, artificial, anything, artificial sweeteners, artificial flavorings. So all these chemicals are proven to be neurotoxic. And it was fun to dive in and find all the studies on all of these things too. So that was really, really fun. I would just immerse myself for months and months in PubMed and just reading different journals and different studies and um, finding evidence that these chemicals are, you know, really, really toxic for our nervous system and for our brain. So yeah, if we avoid processed food, we're going to avoid all of those crazy chemicals. But chemicals is is number three. So all the things that we can't pronounce or anything that you think, okay, I can't grow glue 50 in my backyard, in my garden. So my body's not going to respond to that super well. I mean, if you have that like once every now and then, your body's resilient, your brain is, is resilient, it's fine. But to have something like that on a daily basis or even a weekly basis can be really dangerous. Absolutely. Yeah. And that just comes from too, like you said, it's like looking at your labels, you know, they it is it is pretty sneaky but you do give um you know you give a lot of the specific things to look out for in the book so that you can like take a picture of that take it with you when you're food shopping and a lot of it is like the more you just eat whole foods that you know what they are and less packaged less box stuff right um mm -hmm. the the easier that is yeah, exactly. It becomes easier and easier. And that's why my first book, The Earth Diet, is like, get back to nature, focus on nature for all of your healing and eating. And then um, you'll naturally avoid all of these crazy foods that really yeah. affect health. Um, and then we also have, so refined carbohydrates is next. So refined carbohydrates is, again, found in processed foods. So these are things like cakes and cookies breakfast cereals as well breakfast cereals are really toxic um, pizza pastries so refined carbohydrates those are processed carbohydrates are really healthy we need them the complex carbs and those are carbs that are naturally found in nature and things like vegetables and fruits or lentils and beans those are really good quality wholesome carbs that we need but refined carbohydrates is a cause and 
you probably notice, you know, if you do have um, a conventional cake or cookie after it, you feel like, whoa, I feel like jittery. And, and we put so much sugar into our body. Refined carbohydrates turns into sugar in our body too. So when we eat something like that, that has the refined carbs, it has refined sugar, and then it has those chemicals and preservatives. We just overloaded our system so much with so much like energy that our body doesn't know what to do with. And then that's why we feel that anxiety because our brain gets this huge rush of energy and it's too much. It's not natural. It's like too much for what we can handle. Oh yeah. I mean, and, and if you think about it, just even you combining these, what we've already talked about so far, if you simply stop eating like, um, you know, cupcakes and cookies and, you know, these kinds of like, uh, bakery items, let's say, right. Bakery items, um, from places you don't know, right or from like a package or you know it's one thing if you have like a beautiful like organic vegan or gluten-free bakery by you right where you can ask them like and even then honestly like for me they still because I used to be a sucker for that being like oh it's gluten-free and vegan but it's not sugar-free and there's a lot of sugar in it and then I eat it and instantly feel like I'm someone that's very very sensitive to this um, and it's funny because I joke that I have like, sometimes I have selective memory because uh, I'm pretty good. And I'd say like 90% of the time I, I either just don't eat it or I make my own stuff, but like every once in a while you're like out to dinner with friends or like, for me, it's always, if there's like a cute coffee shop that has vegan and gluten-free and it like, looks like it has all the things and I'll be like, Oh, I'll just have a muffin. It's vegan. It's gluten-free. And then I'm like, <laughs> Oh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because the the uh the refined carbohydrates and the sugar in it really um if you're sensitive uh like I am uh with my anxiety and for me it's not only anxiety but it also be like ADHD my ADHD will just go off the rails um when I eat something like that but you know just to you know for someone listening it might sound like oh well this is you know super frustrating but if you think about it, like there's so like your three meals a day, your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, not much, probably maybe some shifts, we would add some of the, you know, the foods that we'll talk about that help with anxiety, but it's really just this kind of like ancillary, like extra stuff that we need to eliminate, right? Like, yeah, we don't really need cupcakes, you know, <laughs> we don't need the cookie. Right. Um, and I think like you said, like, I so encourage you guys buy Leanna's books and, and try, even if you try this for a week, that like, that's one of the things I noticed too. Leanna said it was three days for her in three days. She noticed a major difference for yeah. me. I remember when I first started doing this, um, it, it took like a week, less than a week probably, but I was like blown away by the palpable difference it was like it yeah. really was significant and I don't think people people even realize how significant it could be until they give it a go right and I think people are out there suffering and they don't need to anymore yeah and, and I think people are afraid like oh you know changing these kinds of things can take a long time but like you said three days I felt it within the week you felt a major difference like it's very quick how much our brain responds 
to these. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so people just need a base foundational diet of like, okay, here's an example of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then for the, you know, if you have cravings for things, like here's what to do with those. And here's some natural healthy desserts you can eat, like cookies or a cashew ice cream, stuff like that. So I have all those recipes. And also in the back of the book, there's a seven-day eating plan. So people can try that for seven days. And yeah, I'm so excited for people to, to get on that bandwagon and to try that. Um, yeah, I definitely wanted, definitely wanted to mention number six, the, yeah. the exogenic food. This one will be surprising to a lot of people. Processed meat. Mm. So processed meat. And this includes like hot dogs, sausages, and meat pies. So these can cause anxiety immediately after it's wow. So I wanted to share this that I wrote in the book. So researchers in London found that eating a diet of processed meats and fatty foods increased the risk of depression. The risk was 58% higher than those who ate whole foods, such as fish and vegetables, 58% higher. So this is telling us that a lot of people out there are struggling with depression, anxiety, mental health issues, purely just because of food, and they don't need to suffer. Um, So we also need to be careful about the nitrates that are the chemicals to cure processed meats so if someone wants to have like turkey meat or ham or something like that check out applegate you know they don't use nitrates they're antibiotic free hormone free um there was a study by john hopkins medicine they found that rodents fed a nitrate rich diet showed mania like hyperactivity after just a few weeks so we i think we can all relate to that when we when we eat certain foods, we feel that hyperactivity, that mania feeling. And it's like, like I said, we have like so much energy, so much mania energy, not the positive energy. It's mania energy that our body's like, okay, how do I get rid of this? And usually that will come out in some form of aggression or fighting, fighting with our spouse, um, feeling hate towards ourselves. Yeah. And also thinking about like when it comes to processed meats and those foods, you know, what I instantly think of is, you know, those are the foods that a lot of people feed their children, right? Like those are like the, the, like, I can't, obviously I've been vegetarian for a while, but I I can't remember the last time I had like a sandwich with lunch meat on it. Right. But I think that was like my childhood, right. I'd have like my bologna sandwiches when I was in like elementary school. Right. And we had like Lunchables and all this stuff. And to also just think like of that going into a child's brain too. It's just crazy. That's the scariest part is when it's going into children. And I don't think enough parents are educated on this. And, you know, that gets into the whole issue of subsidized foods and all of that, all of that stuff. But, um, you know, the good news is if you want to eat sausages and deli meats and stuff like that, there are a lot of good, healthy brands. And that's what I really get into. And I find that that's what helps people the most. And that's why I spend so much time eating (laughs) (laughs) all these foods and these brands because you know, my patients and my clients are like, okay, but my kid, if I just take sausages out of their diet, they're going to want to have a sausage eventually. So, you know, it's like, okay, we'll eat the Applegate sausages or eat these other sausages that are way cleaner without all these chemicals and additives. So there's literally an alternative for everything. I love like, that. Yeah. Everything. And yeah, Le- Le- Liana is, uh, is like your go-to person. If you don't like, if you don't follow her on Instagram already, follow her on Instagram, Liana Werner Gray. You'll have a, it'll be in the link below, but she's always sharing awesome alternatives like that because it's true. And, you know, I, I also just want to be clear that like 
for those of you guys listening to this and being like, oh man, I, I fed my kid a, a lunch meat or whatever. It, the, this is not something that I think the parents are to, this is not something that anyone's to blame for. This is information that hasn't been readily available. This is things that, you know, needed to come out in books like this and need to be on more podcasts and need to be talked about more so that more parents and more general, right? Whether it's you eating hot dogs or your kids eating hot dogs, right? People need to mm-hmm. know this so that they can be educated consumers. And then if you still are like, hey, you know, I have a, kid or I like hot dogs or my kid likes ham or whatever it is it's like fine there is I love that what you said it's like there is a better version for everything available even like what came to mind for me was like you know even getting the like uh the difference between getting like a turkey deli meat and having like you know like leftover turkey for Thanksgiving right like that kind of turkey that's more like you know it's like okay well it's you're still having the turkey, but it's a different form that might be better for your body to digest. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I exactly. also just want to give a shout out also, uh, just so uh, my listeners know, I love that Liana gives uh, like vegan, vegetarian and meat eater <laughs> versions for everything in her book. So as, um, as someone that doesn't eat meat, when I was reading a lot of uh, the options, it was great because there was always there was always something that I could eat, always a food that I could eat that was there. And so, regardless of where you are on the spectrum of like completely plant based to you know eating um, a good amount of meat, there's there's something for everyone and advice for everyone in this book, which is fantastic. Thank you for doing that, Liana. (laughs) Of course, no worries. Yeah, it's for every type of eater for sure. And it just makes it more exciting to have so many options. And now is the healthiest, easiest time to be healthy. Because I remember starting this journey 12 years ago and there was no options. There was no options for healthier chocolate and candy, especially in Australia. And so now we don't have to make everything in our own home, which obviously is better, but, you know, for timing and stuff like that, we can go out and buy all these brands and it makes it so much easier. Yeah. So, okay. So now let's talk about what are, you know, what would you tell someone that's living with anxiety? They're like, okay, you've convinced me. I'm going to stop eating, you know, my store-bought cookies and, and whatnot. What, but what can I add to my diet? What are the most powerful things? Um, and maybe let's, I know there's, there's a bunch more in the book, but maybe let's give like the top three, what are the top three most powerful things you would tell someone to add to their diet? Well, if I'm going to pick three, I mean, in the book, I list 10. Yeah. If I'm going to pick three, I would say, so dark leafy greens is number one. So dark leafy greens, spinach, kale, broccoli, collard greens. And so dark leafy greens are so powerful for anxiety and for mental health because of so many reasons. One of them is they're very high in magnesium and magnesium is something that relaxes us. And a lot of studies show that a majority of people are actually deficient in magnesium, which is crazy. No wonder we're so stressed out and have anxiety. If we are deficient in magnesium, we will have anxiety. So you can take a magnesium supplement as well. And I do talk about supplements in the book. That's such a great, easy way just to get nutrients straight into the system but literally literally drinking magnesium water right now (laughs) you know I I obviously I eat a lot of leafy greens and I think that's important like eating leafy greens you know 
um, one of the things that I was thinking of when I was reading your book. So one, I'll just talk about the mag So there's this like great, like it's just dissolves in water, magnesium. It's meant for before you go to bed, but I pretty much drink it consistently when I'm in uh, like a stressed or emotional place, you know, and I've been moving a lot through a lot of like personal stress around a loved one in the hospital. And so for me, this way of eating and this way of supplementing is a way to like hold my body, you know, in a loving way when I'm moving some moving through something emotionally or stressful wise, where I can't prevent that, right? That that's going to kind of happen. I'm going to feel the things I have to feel during it, but I can yeah. at least give my body the best nutrients to hold that space. And the thing that came across to me, and, and I'll let you share as many of these anxiety ones as you want to sh uh, share, but I think I read, I want to say it was on medical medium or may, I don't know if I read it in one of his books or I listened to a podcast, but he said something that really stuck with me. And then that your book really like made it like oof, in my head where he said that, you know, every time we eat is in like pretty much an opportunity for us to give our body something to, you know, help it, heal it, strengthen it. Like we have all this opportunity. So it's not so much, you know, it's almost like we don't, if we focus less on the things that we need to eliminate and we focus more on the things that, you know, if we focus just on, let's say these 10 foods, right. That you give for it that are help you with anxiety, you'd have enough on your plate to eat, to try to make sure you're hitting all of them. That it's like, there's no space for the junk, right? Yeah. And also what happens is when we're eating too much junk and we don't, there's not enough space, it, you know, for us to be able to eat all these foods that are actually going to help and nourish our body. Yes, very well said. And that's called crowding out, the actual thing, crowding out. And so when you focus on eating all the good foods, which is a very effective strategy, you forget. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, it's been a month and I haven't eaten bread or I haven't been craving bread because your body feels so great and you feel so positive, you feel so energized and nourished that you completely miss eating those foods. And yeah, so focusing on on these top foods can, can really help. And with dark leafy greens too, so eating them is also great. You can also put them in a smoothie and get fiber. And then also I'm a huge advocate for juicing. So you can make a celery, cucumber juice, and then add some even darker leafy greens like kale and spinach, some lemon, some ginger, and have a fresh green juice. Um, you get a lot of magnesium that way. And then also dark leafy greens are have a lot of chlorophyll. So the compound that makes up dark leafy greens is chlorophyll. And this acts as a natural blood transfusion. So this is a very powerful visual if anyone's trying to transform their body also shed excess weight, also transform their brain chemistry. So in actually in the World War II in, in America, they were giving people as blood transfusions chlorophyll because they didn't have enough blood. So they would use chlorophyll until they got more blood. So it acts as a natural blood transfusion. Wow. This is why I drink chlorophyll every single day for the last 11 years since I healed. So I would definitely encourage everyone to do that. If people say, what's the number one thing I could add to my diet? I always just say chlorophyll because everyone can just get some liquid chlorophyll, drop it in water, and then you have, you have a green drink every single day. So easy. 
it will protect your brain. Anxiety levels will go down. It puts oxygen into your body. It builds new blood cells. It gets rid of the old, stale stuff. It's really powerful. So yeah. that's number one. Yeah, and you can just order that for anyone. Like you can order that from Whole Foods or probably on Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Vitacost. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to come out with my own chlorophyll eventually because there's no chlorophyll out there yet that doesn't have a preservative. And the ones out there, it's a natural preservative. Yes, I drink it myself, but I definitely want to make one that's completely uh, pure. And so that, that'll hopefully be next because in this process, I, when I was researching all of this, I got so excited about all the supplements and I really think this helps people with anxiety, depression, because sometimes it can be very overwhelming and daunting to think I'm going to go in the kitchen and create all these meals. Whereas sometimes the first step in, in that really severe state is just to drink something or just add some supplements because you just drop it into your, in your body and you're going to get the effects. It gets that momentum like really moving. So I started taking like 25 different supplements when I was researching. And then I was like taking all these supplements. And then I was like, wait, let me create my own formula. So I made my own anxiety-free formula. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it comes out next month. Anxiety-free. I'm definitely getting it. <laughs> it's incredible. I'm so excited to share it with everyone. I've been taking it myself since March. And it has all of the anxiety-free element. So it has the magnesium, it has spirulina and chlorella. So it has the dark leafy greens. So that's especially great for people who aren't getting dark leafy greens every day. It has good healthy fats. It is a vegan, but it has the fats from flax soil and it has ashwagandha. So it has a lot of strengthening ingredients, a lot of immune boosting ingredients. I'm so excited about it. Yeah. That's I have amazing. to your bottle. <laughs> well, that, well, that yes, I definitely want some of that, and I love that because something like that, like an all-encompassing supplement that you can trust, and I love the chlorophyll thing because it's like just start in a like you said, like chlorophyll is so easy. I have I actually take shots of chlorophyll. I got this like mint flavored one from Now Foods, <laughs> um, and I just like, but it, for me, that has helped me so much with my gut health right and because I've just been working on digestion and stuff like that and now it helps I know it has to do with anxiety add something that's like an easy thing for you to add in every day so easy yeah and that's awesome it does create a really healthy gut environment it can chlorophyll can really transform your gut microbiome which is what we want we want to have a very healthy gut environment where and chlorophyll can really help that yay okay so what's what's the number two or three um, so, so two and three so two is walnuts three is turmeric but I also want to say that cacao is really good if there are any chocolate people listening mm -hmm. so if I could only tell you eat three I would say like dark <laughs> greens turmeric and cacao but this is in the list of like the science so walnuts is number two and turmeric is number three and Walnuts is number two because it's really good healthy fats. And, you know, when you read the book, you'll see the rest of the list. Most of them are because of the good healthy fats. And then turmeric is really good because it's an anti-inflammatory and a lot of antioxidants. So a lot of them on the list are also anti-inflammatory and a lot of antioxidants as well. And I think knowing walnuts, like, it's so funny because I was reading this. So I was like buying all this, all these foods. Um, and I'm like, you know, walnuts is, and Leanna talks about this in the book, which I love, it's very practical in that way, um, where it's like, there's like, you can add it to your smoothie. You can put it on top of your oatmeal. You can throw it in. Um, it's funny because after Leanna's uh, last book, Anxiety Free, 
uh, I mean, cancer-free with food. <laughs> I was like, anxiety-free? No, cancer-free with food. Um, she talked a lot about broccoli sprouts. And that they were like so not on my radar. And so now one of the things I always do is like, I'll just try to buy like some, some sprouts. And I have it and just like throw it on random things. You know, I'm like, great, we're making this out. Throw on the broccoli sprouts. Great, we made some pasta. Throw on the broccoli sprouts. And it's just like, let it be simple. Same thing, you, you give great examples with turmeric too, where it's just like, okay, put some in your tea or, you know, put, put some on whatever, your chicken or your rice or, you know, just like get it in the mix and um, don't overthink it, you know? But let's talk about cacao. One, because I know you, you love cacao, but two, because I feel like cacao can be a little controversial because people mm -hmm. with anxiety are taught that like, you don't want anything with caffeine because caffeine lights up anxiety, which is interesting because coffee um, in the book is not in the anxiety producing foods. It's actually in kind of, she does a little section where she talks about more controversial foods controversial where they're, foods. you know, which I, I respect that you put that there to just show people like, hey, those are the foods that you really need to look out for your bio-individuality around, right? Like, does yeah. coffee work for me or just coffee? Like, I know coffee gives me anxiety, you know? I'm sure there are people that can drink it and they don't, and that's amazing. So now cacao, how does cacao like separate itself even though it has caffeine? I'm so curious. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because when I was researching the top list, I found studies that, and that's why now that there's a controversial list in the book, because I found studies that showed that coffee causes anxiety. And then I found studies that said coffee reduces anxiety. And I found this with cacao. It was the same like chocolate. It was the same with tomatoes, potatoes, lentils, alcohol. Also, I found both studies um, and dairy and gluten. So those are all the controversial foods. So um, it was interesting because like half the studies are like, yep, these cause anxiety and the other stuff, other half were like, no, it reduces anxiety. Whereas the full list of the foods that cause anxiety, those are just anxiogenic to everyone. Those that will cause anxiety doesn't matter on bio-individuality. That's will cause anxiety for everyone. But cacao, yes, cacao can cause anxiety for some if they're very sensitive to caffeine for sure. But cacao is a huge stress reliever. And there's more studies that show cacao can really help with mental health than the opposite. So cacao is so rich in magnesium. Actually, it's 40 times more magnesium than blueberries. And has, oh. <laughs> yeah, and has a lot of antioxidants. And is, I mean, I just think cacao is one of the greatest gifts from God ever. I just love it. <laughs> It, it definitely, even just the scent, a lot of studies show that like the scent of cacao just gets people more excited, energized. It's called like a party food, um, makes people really happy. Um, so for the most part, it's been proven to really help anxiety. And also it's been proven to cause, um, create good gut health. So it's a functional food. And I wrote about this in Cancer Free with Food that it can reduce inflammation and bloating especially for women and wow. part of the reason we probably crave it is because it has so much magnesium and we're bloated during our cycle and then also it's been proven to be anti-tumor for certain things like brain cancer yeah so wow is, is medicine straight up and yeah bio-individuality some people can't have it but it is medicine and it's a functional food so with anxiety it can really 
just help even you know just a little bit and I'm talking real cacao obviously and that's you can make it yourself at home I have so many chocolate recipes in the book or you can get some good brands you know there's three brands I really love I post them on social media so they're sweetened with coconut sugar and they don't have dairy they don't have fillers there's no soy lecithin or you can just make chocolate at home and that can really help that's what I was going to ask you so is this something where you would get like um like a pure cacao powder and mix it with like a coconut milk and have that as a a beverage. That's been one of the things I've actually um, been trying to do is actually having, uh, because I gave up coffee. So I've been having, I have tea or I have uh, this cacao and I kind of, I don't, I kind of make it like a tea where I put it in a strainer and then I put hot water through it and I let it seep. Um, and it's like this really yummy, warming, it's very heart opening. I feel like cacao, like just like makes you feel very warm and fuzzy and, mm. and yeah. So w- what are the ways that you would recommend people having it? Is it like, you know, just having a square of a, a cacao bar or, or doing it like a hot chocolate X style, I guess, which is how I do it. <laughs> cacao bar. I love that title. That should be the name of my chocolate bar. Cacao bar. <laughs> yeah. Sandra inspired by Cassandra <laughs> yes um so yeah that's a great way to do it is just a square or two you know especially in the morning it can really jump start you ask you have your chlorophyll water of course the most important thing to do in the morning is to have your chlorophyll water because your cells are open so you want to feed it with that but then you could have a square or two of chocolate you could have it with something grounding as well with like walnuts like have it with the mm. fat because cacao will boost you and then you might feel um, like you need something more grounding. So you have it with like an almond butter or sun butter or some walnuts or walnut butter. And then I, I love to add it to my smoothies. So I'll do a, I'll do a protein shake um, with Nutiva, like vegan protein powder. It's delicious. I'll add some cacao powder to that or some cacao nibs. And it's so great in a smoothie. And then I love how you do it as well. Just making it like a tea or a hot chocolate. And you can just boil up some water or some plant-based milk and then add the cacao. And then you can add some honey or some coconut sugar if you want it a little bit sweet. That is definitely a great way to, to have it for sure. Um, I love and- it. See, guys, it's not that bad. Maybe no no cookies and, and cakes from the supermarket, but you can have chocolate for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> and say yes. it's for your health. <laughs> it is, and it's so... You know, yeah, uh, you know, cacao is such a superfood. And I think, you know, for anybody that's listening that's ever heard of a cacao ceremony or been to a cacao ceremony, um, uh, I've had just such like heart-opening, life-changing experiences with cacao. And and in a cacao ceremony, you're not like, that's all you're doing. You're just drinking cacao. Like you're not doing anything crazy. Um you're just in a ceremonial way, really drinking this like very pure um, cacao. So it's a beautiful ritual to create in the morning, whether you put it in your smoothie or you have a little square with your morning tea or you have like my little hot cacao concoction, you know, um, it's a beautiful way to say, for me, I also think of it as like, I'm saying, like I'm opening my heart as I start the day, you know? Yeah. So is there any other any other foods you want to shout out before we start talking about bio individuality? 
because I feel like I'll talk to you for seven hours. So <laughs> yeah, well, definitely broccoli sprouts, as you mentioned, that also helps to reduce our risk of cancer as well. And that's so great for mental health. So yeah, and the rest of the foods are are in the book. I'm so excited for everyone to check it out. And yes, you guys, I can't even tell you. Like, if you if you dance with anxiety at all, you need this book. Um, they have. Uh, I know Leanna has an audio book of it. Uh, I like get the the real thing in my hands. It has a bunch of awesome recipes. But um, I mean, this book is just it's a game changer. It should be uh, a manual for anyone that deals with anxiety. But let's talk a little bit about, so now you got, and I like, so, so Lisa, you can all start um, after listening to this podcast, you can jump in with your chlorophyll and your cacao in the morning, your walnuts sprinkled in somewhere throughout the day <laughs> and, um, and really eliminating those foods that are, that are triggering your anxiety because just eliminating those is also going to be really helpful but let's talk a little bit more about this bio-individuality. So let's just use that example that we started with in the beginning about fruit. So how would you recommend is a good uh, way for someone to, to figure out if there's someone that's more sensitive to something like a pineapple, I'd say? Mm -hmm. Well, you can usually tell your reaction if you have fruit after, if you feel like really bloated, if you feel like your gut just has blown up that's a, a sign that you might have leaky gut or a candida overgrowth so and chances are if you haven't if you have been eating a lot of processed foods like I came from five years of binge eating on junk food and sugar that's all I ate breakfast lunch and dinner my health was a mess like my gut was a wreck after five years of that you imagine the environment of my gut? It, no, don't imagine it. It was awful. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, I can't imagine that being you. It's so hard to like imagine, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was a totally different person, different thoughts, different emotions. And that's what transformation is. When you come out of it and you're like, wow, I'm a different person now. I operate differently. I look differently. I feel differently. I don't have any desire to eat those foods anymore. And that's the most freeing feeling ever is to break an addiction for sure. But with, um, you know, with that, like, if you have come from that world, most likely you'll need to do a detox. And I do talk about detox in the book and how important a detox is because your gut does need to detox. So that's a good place to start. Like if you're, if you're having gut issues, because the gut brain connection is real. If you have gut issues, it is affecting your brain, whether you know it or not. It is slowing down cognitive function or it's causing anxiety or depression or other mental health issues, brain fog. If we have a foggy gut, we're going to have a foggy brain. So definitely doing a cleanse. And that could look like completely doing sugar-free and cutting out fruits, like doing a big candida cleanse. But I will tell you, when I was healing, I ate a copious amount of fruits and cacao because I was coming from a world of eating refined sugar, white, white sugar every day, almost at every meal. So when I was coming out of that, my replacement therapy was eating. Every time I had a craving for sugar, I straight away fulfilled that with fruit or honey or maple syrup. So I was eating a lot of fruit. All my juices have had fruit in them. And that helped me not crave the refined sugar. So fruit really did heal me. And all those natural sugars really did help heal me. But now, now I couldn't even eat as much fruit as that in a day and as I did back then, right? Because I didn't need it. This is where bio-individuality comes in. Like your body is different 
now than it was a year ago and it will be different in a year so as we go on as we heal and get healthier we crave different things and I think you know if you are on the right track your body balances out so it won't crave sugar because you'll be more in a balance so you might you know you'll you'll get sugar from things like rice or quinoa or base culture paleo bread or sweet potato you'll get your natural sugars that way or carrots or from a piece of fruit and I love giving this example of okay say you have like a brand new baby right your baby is so healthy it's brand new and you start feeding your baby if you fed your baby every day one piece of fruit that was like their dessert right and you train them to think like okay this is my dessert and they got so excited about this fruit and they were like this is the sweetness of life this fruit and it's just you know when you've done a cleanse and you eat a piece of fruit it is like the greatest it is like candy it's yeah. like the best candy ever okay and then so say with your baby you feed them all the healthy vegetables and seeds and nuts and if you choose to go meat eaters you know grass-fed beef and organic chicken and wild fish and organic eggs and it's just everything's coming from nature from earth and you're giving them a piece of fruit think about like when they're a teenager you really think that they're going to have any issues no according to science they should not have any health issues unless there's other things going on with dna genetics um with stuff like that but that is the diet that I really believe we were intended and what we were designed to be able to digest a diet like that. And that's why when people cut up fruits, like, you know, biblically, this is also God's treat to us is fruit and, and gift. And if you look at the people talking about this, they become quite bitter when they cut out sugar. And I, you know, I'm like, don't cut out all of the sweetness of your life. You need some sweetness. So I do think that there is, you know, having some balance in that, but it really is individual. So you might be at a stage like I was where you need to eat five to 10 pieces of fruit a day. Okay. Cause you might be really breaking a sugar addiction. Then you might be at a stage where you're like, I'm at one piece of fruit a day, or I'm not needing fruit every now, like I'm not needing it. Maybe every now and then I need it for dessert. But so it really, that's where the binder individuality comes in. And it's really cool to be able to focus on your own health. And this is why I love working with people and why I have a private practice still, you know, working with people one-on-one -on -one because it's the most effective because you really get to the bottom of them, what's going on and you can really help take them somewhere else. Like mushrooms can be healing for someone, but mushrooms can also be destroying someone else's health. So it just really depends on the person. But I love also how it's like, it's also very empowering for people to take their health into their own hands a lot and to realize that, okay, and just even what you said when it came to the pineapple or even with like mushrooms, it's like, tr like you can trust your body. So if everyone's telling you that something is good, you know, I remember when I had like really bad gut issues, when I ate salad, I would get like four months pregnant, right? Having like a very healthy salad. But and so it was like, even though in essence, what I was eating was healthy, it wasn't working for my body at that time, right? Like my body needed something else to help heal. And so it's just honoring that and, 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 and being courageous enough, you know, to believe your body and to believe how you're feeling after you eat something. And so going, I think, you know, I call it in uh, Eat With Intention, I call it being a food detective, you know, being willing to be a food detective and say, okay, you know, I'm going to start eating, you know, I'm going to try, you know, the cacao with walnuts for breakfast, you know, 
and see how I feel, right? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to start eating more salmon or eating more flax seeds or, you know, trying adding, you know, adding more things into my diet on these, you know, um, that are going to help me with anxiety and just noticing it and just being actually giving your body that time and energy to, to, to allow it to, to focus on it in this way. So often we, we focus on our body when we want to change it to be thinner or fitter or something like that. Right. But to also focus on our body for our mental health right? To also focus on our body because you're like, okay, if I get, like you said, if I get my gut in a good place, then I'm going to get my head in a good place. And that just makes our whole lives so much easier, right? When we're in that better place. But I love that. We'll include links um, below if you're taking any more one-on-one clients so that people can check you out for that too. Because I do agree um, when it comes to this stuff, especially if you're someone that's really working through some funky stuff right now, there's nothing that compares to working with someone one-on-one on it and having someone really help you along this journey and, and guide you for it. But I think you did an incredible job with this book and really you're giving people a manual to take their anxiety into their own hands um, and, and break free and really break free. I'm just, yeah. I'm so excited. I can't wait for everyone to read it. Is there any, is there anything you want to share before we close up? I would just say definitely don't accept that you have to suffer with anxiety. It's just, it's something we can break free from and it's totally doable, totally possible. So yeah, just start with the seven day guide in the back of the book and do an experiment. Like Cassandra said, be a food detective and do an experiment. You got this. You can be free from anxiety with food. It's amazing. It's so relieving. And, and I also just want to add too. you know, also thinking about it is we talk about self-care. We talk about self-love all the time. This is what self-care and self-love looks like in action, right? It's saying, you know, I've been struggling with anxiety. It's been a crazy year. Most people are moving through anxiety right now. And even if you're someone that wouldn't necessarily define yourself as an anxious person before this year or whatnot, it's like thinking about these the, these nutritional guidelines and these, these foods are ways that we can help our body move through these crazy times, right? We may not yeah. be able to control what's going on in the news or control, you know, whatever's going on at our job or in our family, right? But we can, you know, we can... Um, hold space for our body to support itself through whatever we're moving through. And and that contributes to our resilience and ultimately, you know, are getting to show up um, better for our life, which is what we all want, right? (laughs) Yes. Amen. It does make life a lot easier. No matter what stress comes our way, we can handle it so much easier, so much better, and we won't get taken down. We'll just be able to keep going. We can be unstoppable. Yes, unstoppable. Well, thank you so much, Liana. Guys, I'll put all the links below. Go grab Anxiety Free with Food. Um, You won't regret it. You're going to be so excited with all the tools this book has. So many practical applications. And I can't wait to hear from you guys and see how this is working for you. Um, I just know it's it's going to give you a lot of peace. So thank you so much, Liana, for your time. It was a pleasure having you on. And I'm going to put all of your links and all of your info below so everybody can get the book, 
maybe get an appointment with you, stalk you on Instagram and, and get all the great anxiety tips. <laughs> sure. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to talk to you guys more online. Yay. Yay.